Vincent Van Gogh. Does the name sound familiar? Vincent Van Gogh. He was a failed art dealer. He flunked his entrance exam to theology school. Get this. He was fired by his church for wanting to do some missionary work. And he was considered by many to be a total, absolute failure as an artist. And yet today, a single one of Van Gogh's painting is worth more, do you know, more than a hundred million dollars. Can you imagine painting something and being able to sell it for more than a million, a hundred million? I mean, I'll be okay, you know, like if, if it's a million dollars, you know, go right at, you know, that, that would be, I think I'm in the wrong business, you know. Can you imagine painting a little something and maybe I don't appreciate artists enough, you know, but a hundred million dollars, come on. And yet, while he was alive, he only sold one painting. Uh, actually, like four months before his death. I want to show you a, a, an example of what I'm talking about. Take a look at this picture. This is what they call the portrait of Dr. Paul Gachet or Gachet. I don't know if I'm saying his last name right. Took care of him, of the artist in the final years of his life. This painting right here sold for 82 0.5 million dollars over 30 years ago okay 82.5 million dollars today it's worth 163.4 million dollars the reason why i begin like this is because failure did not stop him from painting and today we're going to talk about this this one little word failure everybody say failure failure the title of the message is failing forward would you say that with me failing forward yeah failing forward so if you have your bibles turn to judges chapter 16 we're going to wrap up our series on samson judges chapter 16 we're doing a message on failing forward and what that looks like i I believe that it's it's nearly impossible to think that you are a failure and to have progress in your life like I don't think that I don't, I don't think that you can truly believe, man. I am like my life is a mess. I'm a failure, whatever, you know. And and actually have movement, and have progress, and move forward. You can't do both simultaneously. And so today, what I want to do is I want to spend a few minutes talking about this subject, failing forward. If you have been rejected, if you have gone through some sort of setback. If you have uh, had to file for bankruptcy, if somebody has said something about you that you did not like, if you feel like you have been downsized and let go, the temptation may be to internalize your life as a failure. And so my hope today is if you've suffered that setback, in recent days, or maybe you're in the middle of the storm, I don't know. Maybe you come today, or you're listening online, and you're like, I am right, you're talking about rejection? Yes, I just went through a divorce, I just went through a, you know, an affair, I just went through, they just let me go, I just, this just happened in my life, this is what they said about me, like, yes, I'm in the middle of that. If that's where you are today, 
my hope is that you would be able to separate life's unfortunate events from your self-worth. I hope that you can take the two and you can separate them. Because here's the truth. Here's the truth. Failure, just like taxes, just like death and many other things in life, is going to come your way one way or the other. If you're alive on planet Earth for any period of time, you will fail at some things. Failure will come at you, whether it's via your marriage, whether it's your, your kids, whether it's finances, whether it's uh, you know, something that you buy that you shouldn't buy, whatever it is, failure will come one way or the other. And your response, watch this, listen to this, your response to failure actually is what holds the key to your future and so um, i watched a documentary by um it was of winston churchill incredible documentary at the end it had a quote um from him and it says this and i wanted to start today with this with this quote he says this he says success is not final and i love that success once you think you've arrived like, none of us ever arrived, right? Like, once you feel like, man, that was a win. Okay, well, something else will come. Success, he says, is not final. And then he follows that up by saying, failure is not fatal, which gives me hope. Failure is not, love those two sentences, right? Success, not final. Failure, not fatal. But then what I love is the finishing sentence where he says, it is the courage to continue that really counts so would you turn to somebody close to you if you're not sitting next to anybody just say this out loud would you say someone say this to someone that's close to you tell them have courage go ahead play along play along have courage if you're not sitting next to anybody it's okay if you're watching or listening in the car just say the words say it nice and loud ready have courage have courage to continue tell them that to continue have courage to continue keep going don't give up don't give up, okay? Because the enemy wants to slow you down. The enemy wants to, to, to get rid of you. The enemy wants to break you up. The enemy wants to come into your marriage, come into your workplace, and create division. That's what he wants. God wants you to continue. And so have courage to continue. So we've talked about Samson, right, for three weeks and we've summarized his life with this statement. We said that Samson was an incredibly strong person, incredible physical strength, with a dangerously weak will. Okay, that's the, the statement that sort of summarizes his life. We know that he was called uh, by God. He was chosen. He was literally set apart from the moment that he was born to deliver the Israelites, God's people, from the hands of the Philistines. But he chose his own way. Okay, And like many of us, we've been called, we've been empowered to do His will, right? We have been chosen, but at times we kind of choose to do life in our own ways, and it just happens. I know that it's happened to me. I'm sure it's happened to many of you. And it, for Samson, he gave in to a life of deceit, sexual immorality, anger, pride. And yet, when you look at the end of his life, and that's what we're going to look at today, the last chapter of his life, what Samson learns to do is he learns to fail forward. 
And that's what we're going to look at today. We're going to look at what, what failing forward is actually all about and what does it look like in my life when I fail? Because I fail all the time, and I'm sure if you're a human being, which I think you are, right, then you're going to fail, you're going to make a mistake, and the key to your success, future success, is how you respond to those failures. Okay, so we're in Judges 16, verse 20. Judges 16, verse 20. You guys ready to get into God's Word? Give me a good thumbs up or a big amen. Or, or give me a, yes, I'm ready. Yeah. All right, good. That's good. I love that. Yeah, you sound like you've got an extra hour of sleep today, man. You're good. You guys are good. Judges 16, verse 20. Okay, so we're picking up the story right after Delilah shaved Samson's head. And if you go back to the first week in the series, we learned that, you know, he was not supposed to shave his head. Um, and so, um, so Delilah just took another guy, shaved Samson's head. And so that's where we're picking up the story. Okay, verse 20. It says this. Then she cried out, Samson, the Philistines have come to capture you. When he woke up, he thought, I will do as before and shake myself free. Now, we looked at this last week, right? Samson, this is not the first time that he had gotten away with his, his craziness. Let me just put it that way. And so he's, he's often like he's finding himself, he puts himself in positions that he shouldn't put himself. But because he's got God's blessing and God's favor and God's strength, Time and time again, you see him in situations where he's trapped, and he just kind of shakes himself off. And so he's falling asleep. Delilah is going to shave his head. He, she basically wakes him up. Samson, Samson, the Philistines are here. They're here to capture him. And he, oh, he just wakes up, you know. And then he thinks, his first thought is, oh, I'll do as before. And, and, and he thinks, I, you know, I've gotten away with it before. I'm, I'm going I'm to get away with it. And I don't want to re-preach last week's message, but the danger in living like that is that sin eventually will cost you something. And so Samson wakes up, and he's like, oh, I'll do as before. No big deal. I'll just shake myself off. But it says, but he did not realize the Lord had left him. Verse 21, so the Philistines captured him and gouged out his eyes. Wow. Ooh. Man, can you imagine being Samson? Like you've got, you're the strongest man alive, and you find yourself in a situation where they're literally taking your eyes out. Man, that's not a pretty picture. They took him to Gaza where he was bound with bronze chains and forced, watch this, to grind grain in the prison. So Samson is supposed to be delivering God's people. That's the calling. That's the reason why God gave him unique strength, like no other man. That's what he's supposed to be doing. Instead, he finds himself in a prison. He finds himself with basically nothing but darkness. Okay, not just the physical suffering, but also imagine like not being able to just and even just doing it right now as I'm thinking this through, like I cannot imagine living the rest of my life without being able to see my kids and without being able to see my spouse and without being able to see the beauty of everything that we experience in life. And so he goes from up here 
to pretty low place. Most commentaries say that um, the Philistines would have taken his eyes out and they would have burned them. And it was a way to celebrate their victory. It was a pagan ritual that they would have done, okay? And the more you study about the Philistines, the more you understand why God had originally said, hey, I don't want you flirting with any Philistine girls because these people, they're pagans. They don't worship me. They worship other gods. And so when you kind of, when you look back, you see, okay, yeah, if I can see the way God sees, I'll do as he says. It makes make sense, right? As a parent, do you understand why you tell your kids some things and your kids may not understand it, but later on when they become parents, all of a sudden it's like, oh, now that makes sense right and so you find samson last verse uh, verse 21 excuse me it says he is basically in shackles okay he's grinding he's tied to a big wooden grind and watch this he's actually doing the the what a, what an ox would have been doing he's doing the work of an animal that's how low it has gotten for samson and i am sure that Samson is thinking, I have blown it. I cannot believe I've wasted all of these years, the talent, the time, all of the chances that God's given me. And maybe you're here today and, and you've said the same thing at some point in your life. You failed at something, you did something that you're not proud of, and you're like, man, I cannot believe it. You know, I don't, you know, I just blew it. I cannot. And, and maybe you're a little bit embarrassed by your actions and you look and, and, you, and you remember or whatever. I don't know if it's still fresh or not, but you, you feel like, man, I hurt them and I shouldn't have done that. And if you're like me, you feel the guilt. And you feel the, the shame, and you feel like, man, it's, it's, it's not, not good. I'm sure Samson is there. I was created for more. I've drifted from what God's called me to do. And you take that failure very, very personally. And I don't know how it is for some of you ladies, but for us guys, uh, I'll tell you a little secret. Like, like we don't like failure. Like, we want to succeed, we want to win. We want to conquer. We want to move ahead. We want to, like, we want to live up to our expectations. And, and the sad thing is sometimes, I don't know how it is for you ladies, but sometimes we want to, the sad story is we want to live up to somebody else's expectations. Maybe a father you had and, and you, you want to be like them or somebody that's inspiring. And in your mind, it's like, man, I want to be like there, but, but you feel like you're over here. And you're just not, you feel like you're not enough. And so today, the key thought that we're going to look at is this. Here's what the thing that Samson's story is going to show us today. Let's put it on the screen. If you want to, write this down. This is the thought that I want you to just, if you can keep this for the rest of the week, man, this will be awesome. It will be a win. Here's a key thought. A failure, a failure is an event, never your identity, Okay. I, I wish you could just memorize this. I wish you could just like, you know, like put it into your brain and heart. When you fail, when you go through something in life and it's a, it's a hiccup, it's a, man, I stumble, or you're like flat out on your face. I don't want you, I don't want that failure to define who you are as a human being. And so what you're going to learn today is that a failure is an event. In it's a moment in time. It doesn't define, it should not define who you are. It should not define your identity. A failure is never a person. Make sense? 
Maybe you know someone that's frustrated because they're in a career that's beneath them. And you're thinking, man, I should be somewhere else in life. I cannot believe that I'm doing this right now. Maybe you feel like, man, I've gone through a divorce. I've gone through this. I've gone through that. And you know what? Like, this is not, like, I should not be in this place in my life. I should be much further ahead. And you feel like a failure. Maybe you're, you're um, uh, you know, you're, you're living paycheck to paycheck. And you're looking at your friends, you're looking at somebody else, and you look at the economy, and you can barely make it, but when you look at the, somebody else, your coworkers or a friend or whoever, a relative, they seem to be moving ahead, they get a pay increase, this happens to them, and life is just a blessing to them. And you feel like, but what me, like, what about me, God? I feel like I'm faithful, I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. How come life doesn't look like that for me? And what the enemy will remind you of, or he'll not remind you, but he'll put in your brain, is you're a failure. You're a failure. Maybe you're, um, you know, you're, you look at your marriage, and it, you feel like it stinks. And you're like, yep, he knows it, she knows it. I mean, it's the one thing they both agree on. They don't agree on anything else except their marriage, and it stinks, you know? And, uh, and you feel like, man, like, wish we could do a little bit better. But the truth is, you've kind of given up all hope. And you don't, believe that, you don't believe that God can work any miracles, that God can bring healing to the marriage. You don't believe that God can restore. You've kind of just like, hey, man, just, we're just going just gonna to go through the motions. And you just, you just kind of like, yeah, we're just, you may not say it, but you feel like a failure. And by the way, talking about marriage, real side note, uh, March 25th, okay, our couples night, I hope that you can make it. Uh, it's only $25. It covers both of your meals. It covers child care. Um, don't wait until it's too late to work on your marriage, okay? Please don't do that. Most people, when they come to me asking me for miracle advice, it's like they think I'm like a miracle worker or something. They come with me, and it's like, it's usually like, we don't know what to do. They come with me with like the divorce papers already signed. Like, okay, do your work now. And I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm good, but I'm not that good, okay? So whether your marriage needs it or not, here's what I encourage you to do. Pull out your phone, okay? And if you do that right now in church, I'm okay with that, all right? Go to, um, what is it, lifepointfc.com, all right, and sign up. Only $25 to invest in your marriage. Please, 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 please do not put it off someone that shows up will get a free night at a five-star hotel in dallas waterfront um, somebody in our church graciously donated uh, that night i mean they donated the night to us a, two three four years ago and i mean it helped our marriage connect to get away from the kids and so please sign up work on your marriage don't wait until it's too late and so i would love to um I think it'll add a lot of value to you. All right, let's back to Samson. Samson. So Samson, he's been captured, right? So his eyes gouge out. He thinks, game over. Here's what I want you to know. Even in your failures, God can still accomplish his purposes, okay? So I want you to know that, okay? This is one of the main points of the day. Even in your failures, the worst of your failures, God can still, he's bigger than you. He can still accomplish his purpose and i want you to see this in verse 22 okay this is a, a little bit it's almost like god just puts this little verse a little, just a little insight there just a short little it's almost like it's out of place 
It's almost like the little verse, like, like it should be in parentheses or something. It's almost as if God is saying, hey, I just, I just want to give you a little heads up, okay? Let me just kind of give you, it's a little sneak peek into the story. It's like, hey, let me give you a little bonus here, okay? And so Samson, Samson he's, he's devastated. No eyes. He's in front of his enemies. He's been captured. He's lost cause, right? He's lost all hope. But in verse 22, it says, but before long, I love this. His hair began to grow back. Almost as if God is saying, hey, let me just tell you, it's not over until I say it's over. And so today, if you have a pulse, I want to, maybe what God wants you to hear today is, your life is not over. Your career is not over. Your marriage is not, not over. You think that it's over with your kids. They've gone down a path, and it's like, I don't know what else to do. I give up. It's not over. Okay, until God says it's over. And then you'll know at that point. Verse 23, watch this. Then the Philistine rulers held a great festival, offering sacrifices and praising their God, Dagon. Okay, so it was this little, little G God, okay? They said, our God has given us victory over our enemy, Samson. Verse 24, when the people saw him, they praised their God, again, Little G God, okay? This God named Dagon, saying, Our God has delivered our enemy to us, the one who killed so many of us, in reference to Samson, is now in our power. And so the enemy's saying, game over. And God's like, no, 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 you don't, you don't understand how I work. The, the battle hasn't even begun. He's like, no, 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 you, game on. That's what God is saying. The game, like, it's, it's just, we're just starting, it's, which is actually the theme in our kids. If you've been to our kids' area that's what we're teaching our, our kids boy and kids like it's not like the enemy will say game over for some of you it's it's as far as suicide it's like what what good do i am i to this world i'm just gonna end it i don't have any good i don't have any anything to offer in the world he's saying game over and god is saying no 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 you're still alive game on i want you to have the courage to continue that's what counts and so let me unpack verse 23 and verse 24 for you. So the Philistines, they've gathered at this temple. Now, I don't know what comes to mind when you think of a temple, like structurally, okay? But what they're doing here is they're actually, it's like a worship experience, okay? They're celebrating that they have possession of the enemy, but this is a, a spiritual experience, a worship experience. And, and um, this temple, is, it looks more like a coliseum has a big open area in the middle, all right? You have rows of sitting around, okay, upon rows of sitting. So people are sitting very close together. Picture a Colosseum, all right? And, <clears throat> and there, there's probably, I don't know, anywhere between 3,000 to 5,000. I've heard both numbers, okay? So somewhere, lots of people. Okay, and they're watching, and they're, they're in fact, look at the next, look, look at the verse 20, 25, okay? So they're celebrating, they're worshiping this, this God, Dagon. By the way, this God, if you look, if you look it up, D-A-G-O-N, um, and see images, it looks like a, a man. It, this God has a, a, a man's head, but um, um, the body is the body of a fish. It's a bizarre thing that, that they were worshiping, okay? Verse 25, it says, Half drunk by now, the people demanded." Bring out Samson so he can 
Let's see. Bring out Samson so he can what? Amuse us. Like, so you see how they're, they're worshiping, but there's also entertaining. This is also a victory. So bring out Samson. Bring him out. We want him to, we want him to entertain us, basically. So he was brought from the prison to amuse them. And they had him stand between the pillars supporting the roof. Now, in my opinion, it does not get any lower than this. I mean, if you put yourself in Samson's position, he's totally and completely 100% humiliated. I can't think of an individual going, like, put yourself in that position. You're, a, you're the, the, this macho man. You're this guy that can conquer all. Remember last week when they were, they were all the Philistines were trying to get to him and he was sleeping with his prostitute and, and they're like all after him and they're waiting by the, the city gate. Remember what Samson did? grab the city gates with the post and all puts it on his shoulder walks up to the hill and it's like you know basically he's giving him the finger and he's like you're not safe around me and all of a sudden we see samson coming from that level to can't even see and now you can hear the crowds making fun of you as he's walking out into this arena he can't can't barely see anything no strength okay i mean i can't think of a lesson in humility greater than this. And I'm sure he is embarrassed, more than embarrassed, in front of God's enemies. And I'm sure in his mind, he has, he's a major failure. In his mind, like, I've, I've failed massively. Now, I want to give you a quick side note. We're almost done here. But if you're taking notes, this is not the main points, but I think it's practical. Whenever you come across failure, something happens in your marriage, something happens with your finances, something happens at work, there's two possibilities. There's two things that you can do, two responses. The first one is, is the one that I believe is it's sort of the natural lean. It's, as a human being, imperfect people, this is usually what we end up doing, okay? And it's, it's, it's called remorse, all right, like we all know how it feels like when you feel remorseful. Man, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have said that. I feel bad. I feel guilty. Uh, you know, I feel bad about what I did. Sometimes remorse will turn inward. And, and then you begin to say things like, I'm a bad person. I cannot, I'm a horrible person. I cannot believe I did that. I hate myself. I hate my life. I have no future. I'm ruined. Okay? Sometimes remorse will turn outward. And that's when you, you are the victim, and it's everybody else's fault, right? Like, if you wouldn't have done that, I wouldn't have done this. And the only reason why I said that and I got angry is because of what you did. Look at the, you know, and so it's that, it's, it's remorse, but it's still, you're the victim, it's their fault. In Samson's case, it was Delilah. She was nagging me to death, if you read the passage, right? It's like day after day after day, you're on to me. I couldn't stand anymore. I, I had to tell her the secret, right, to my strength. That's what, that's remorse, okay? Sometimes it's inward, sometimes it's outward. There's a better response. The natural lean is remorse. I get it. I'm there with you. There's a better response. The Bible calls it repentance. Repentance is when you say, you know what? I messed up. I blew it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to own my mess, turn around, and I'm going to go in a different direction. 
One of our core values at the, at the church is uh, when we mess up, do you know it? We fess up. And, and, we, and we, I try to really push that with our staff. I try to push it with our volunteers. Because undoubtedly, we're all going to make mistakes. It's much easier when you, when you mess up, just fess up, own it. And so the better response is to say, honey, I'm sorry, I yell at you. I, honey, I'm sorry, I did this. I'm not proud of it. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fix it. I'm going to go in a different direction. So those are two, not the main points, but two quick practical points, two responses remorse here's what it usually does it, it focuses on the bad oh look at my life look, what, what remorse does is it it looks at the past and all the negative stuff that you've done what repentance does is it looks to god for all the answers and so two quick practical points on how to respond to failure okay two more verses then we're done i'm out of time uh, look in verse 26. I'm going to ask our worship team to get in place, okay? Tw verse 26, 26, okay? It says, Samson said to the young servant, so he's being brought out, right, in front of all these people, okay? So he was downstairs, or he was somewhere else, but they're bringing him in front of all the, like in the, in the middle of the arena. It says, Samson said to the young servant who was leading him by the hand, watch this, don't miss it, okay? This is the most part, more important part of the message. He says this, place my hands against the pillars that hold up the temple. I think, I don't know this for sure, but I think that it is in this moment, right here, verse 26, where he looks to this servant. He can't see anything. They're bringing him up in front of everybody. They want, they want to be amused by Samson. And I think it's at this point when he turns to the servant that's leading him there. He says, hey, Put me right there by, by next to the pillars and, and let me touch the pillars. I think it's at this very moment that Samson remembers why he was born. I think it's, I don't have a way to prove it, but I think it's in this moment that he remembers, God, I was not born to entertain your enemies, my enemies, God's enemies. God, I was made for something greater than this. Like, you chose me. You set me apart. You called me from the moment that I was born for something more significant than this. I wasn't born for this. And my, my prayer, my prayer today is that there will be something that I say or something that the Spirit of God puts in your mind or heart where God will remind you that you were made for something significant. Because if you're like me, the enemy's constantly telling me things, constantly reminding you things of you're less than, you're not good enough, look at them, they, they can do it better than you, I don't know if I have what it takes. But my hope is that today the Spirit of God will speak to your mind and heart and He would say, you are more than enough, you have what it takes, you were created, whether it is to, to lift others up, Maybe the whole reason why God created you was so that you can lift people up. Maybe God created you, no doubt about this one, to spread the name of Jesus. So Easter's coming up, right? April 17th. Maybe God created you so that you can tell that coworker, hey, come to church with me. I go to a fun church. They won't judge you. But I think you could use some prayers. I think you could use a little love. And you could use some brothers to lift you up. Maybe God created you for the whole purpose of leading your children. And you're, you're feeling like, I'm a loser. 
I have not done all these years. I've wasted my, it's the same as Samson, right? It's the same story. And they're going down a path that it's not, not the path that I want them to go. And, and you, you blame it all on you. And you put the, the weight of the, of the world on your shoulders. And I hope that there's something that God, God would just say to you, just a whisper that would say, you were created for more. He's at the temple. There's giant pillars supporting the weight of the place. Thousands of Philistines there. Most of the governing leadership is there. The Bible says they're there to watch him perform. Verse 28. Then Samson prayed. I love this. Don't miss it. I know I'm, I'm a little bit over my time, but it's, this is good. Then Samson, then Samson prayed to the Lord. I want you to know something happens when you pray. Sometimes God says yes. Sometimes he says no. Often he says no because I got something better for you. But something happens when you pray. And Samson just... He's at the end of his rope, in his mind, it's game over. But he has the courage to pray this prayer. Sovereign Lord, remember me. As if God's forgotten him, right? I love that he puts God in his proper place. Sovereign God. Just, just remember me. And then he prays a prayer that I love more than anything else. Please strengthen me just one more time. He, he doesn't, he, it's like, I don't need thousands more chances. I don't need a thousand of opportunities, God. I just need one more chance, God. I just one more. Would you find it in you? If there is there any mercy it's somewhere in your being where you can give me one more chance, God? That's all I'm praying for. I have I have failed massively. Blown it a thousand times. I've made mistake after mistake after mistake. I don't need a thousand more chances, God. I'm asking for one more. I failed too many times to count. I just need one more opportunity, God. And you know why I love this? I love this because I feel like something changed in his heart. And I don't have a way to prove it, but I feel like something changed here. It's as if he's recognized that his past failures do not dictate his future choices. Somehow he knows that failure is an event. It's not who I am. It doesn't define my future. It doesn't define my, my choices today. And so I think he's broken. I feel like he's saying, God, I'm not the main character of the story anymore. And if you choose to give me strength one more time, I will dedicate the rest of my life to you, whether it's one more day that you give me on planet Earth or a hundred or 30 years. It's about you. You're the main character. And I believe that Samson, I think he steps over some sort of spiritual line. I think he, he fails forward. And so with heads bowed and eyes closed, 
I want to ask you, is it time for you to cross that line? Is it time for you to get real with the Lord and say, God, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Do you feel like you're the main character of the story? Or is God the main character? And what I love, I love about this story is that God gives them strength to accomplish his purpose. God gives them the strength. And in his failure, God accomplishes his purpose. Remember, God called him to begin to deliver the Israelites from the hands of the Philistines. If you read the rest of the passage, you'll see that Samson, he reaches, he grabs the two central pillars, and, and then basically the whole temple comes down. And the Bible says he, Samson killed more of, more of God's enemies on the day that he died than, than while he was alive. God accomplished more in that one moment than the rest of his life. And I don't, I don't know about you, but that's my prayer. God, I want to be, I, I want you to use me like you used Samson in that moment. God, remove me from the picture. Success, God, it's all in your hands. So I'll leave you with a verse. Proverbs 24, 16. For though a righteous person may fall seven times, Yet, he or she rises again. Victory is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. So don't give up. Samson was this guy who failed over and over and over and over. And when it looked like he had failed one too many times, no eyes, no strength, he's in the middle of the enemy, he's being He's amusing them. He's being the entertainment of the day. When it looked like God was too late for God to use him ever again. Like he lost all hope. It's in that moment that God jumps in and saves him. That's the God that you serve. I don't know who in here needed to hear this message. But if you say, Pastor, I needed that today. Would you raise your hand all over the room? online would you raise your spiritual heart to the Lord and say God give me the courage to keep on going whether it's my marriage whether it's my finances my spiritual life my heart has drifted God please help me be the main character in the story God you see the hands you know the hearts you know the struggles Meet us where we need to be. God, as we sing this next song, God, may we think of the lyrics. May we let them minister to our hearts, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's all stand.